Yep, I'm recording again, and this is the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Welcome back to everybody uh, that's out there that has listened to the show since day one, that is, you know, recent. If you're new, thank you. And if you want to listen to all 102 episodes, you can. You can listen to them on any platform, or you can go to the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com, check out all the links. Every show's on there, plus my blog, plus the merch, plus my amazing epic sponsors that I love, as well as Trash Talk. Basically, everything that I do is on there, from TikTok to Facebook. You know, speaking of social media real quick before I dive into things, isn't it funny the layers of social media? I've been around since social media's birth. I'm old, okay? Um, And I'm a MySpace kid. I was a MySpace kid. I still love MySpace. Give me some MySpace. Give me some Napster. Let's Napsterbate together and let's have a good time. But if you look at what has changed in social media, it's so interesting. So you have TikTok. TikTok is Instagram. It's what Instagram used to be, essentially. Instagram is slowly turning into Facebook, which makes sense considering they're owned by the same people. Facebook is for old people. Is what everybody says, or, or or dead. I mean, if you look at the age demographics of Facebook compared to TikTok, minus, of course, myself, not to say there's not older people on TikTok, but if you look at it, Facebook is dying, in a sense. Now, I don't know the numbers exactly, and I don't know, you know any of that, because I, I don't care, but That's why they're struggling. That's why they're focusing so much on reels. And that's why they removed the podcasting from it to get people to sync all of their social media coverage, whether you're a podcaster, whatever content creator you are, into reels and doing Facebook lives so they can compete with TikTok and their own, their other part of their company, Instagram. It's really crazy. But I have all of them. It's all on there, guys. Even Twitter. It's all on there. So you can go to lifeofanaverageshowpodcast.com and check it out. Music, huge part of my show, huge part of my life, always will be. I love live music, although I don't really have a desire to go see any live bands anytime soon. Oh, the last one that I was supposed to go see was in Colorado, August 6th, the Foo Fighters bucket list moment for me. And, of course, the tragedy struck and they canceled their tour. And I don't know what's going to happen to them again. You know, Dave Grohl is just tore up. I mean, think about it. This guy saw Kurt Cobain pass away. He saw him die. And then he came out with the foo and created the family. And then he lost Tyler. He's done. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Dave Grohl, I think, will always be involved with music until he can't anymore. But I don't know if we're going to see the Foo again. What do you do? This is not, you don't just replace a drummer, okay? It's not some keyboard guy that's been in the band for five minutes. This is his brother, you know? In a sense, his music brother. Tyler was such a part of the band. You don't just replace him. So getting back on stage without him, I just don't see it happening. But anyway, that was the last concert that I had tickets to go see. And that was supposed to be on August 6th, like I said, in Colorado. I I, I like live music, but I'm done with the festivals. I'm done, you know, until my son gets older. I'm done with 
paying an obscene amount of money to go see bands. And there's not really a lot of bands that I want to go see. I'll be honest with you. Um, Mumford and Sons, if they come back again, that's a potential. I know he's doing a solo thing. I just pre-ordered the vinyl, so I'm stoked about that. Uh, he's doing a couple gigs here in Dallas. Um, so I think I'm going to try to get some tickets for that again. It depends on time. Uh, Cody Jinx is always a plus for me. Uh, his band though was doing a show in Deep Ellum, uh, that I would love to go see. So I'm, I'm working on that. I've got a couple buddies that are trying to get me tickets. Let's just say that, but there isn't any, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. My friends, some of the local guys, you know, around here that are, that, that do shows. Yeah. I'll go check them out any day of the week. But as far as festivals go, I just don't want to deal with it, man. Look, it's a lot of money. It's exhaustion. It's time off work, time away from my son, time away from things I could be doing. I support the festivals. I still want them to to do them, obviously, but I'm just not into it, man. The, the money thing is huge for me. And just being in that environment. Look, I don't, I don't party like that anymore. I don't even party. I'm boring. I haven't had a drink since May. The beginning of May, actually, I think. It's now, I don't know, August? Middle of August? Something like that when this drops? I don't... I I have one beer in my fridge, and I gotta double-check the date on it, because this is not like one of those water beers. This is a good beer from my buddies up at Tupps Brewery, and I wanted to drink it, but they don't last long because this particular style. I gotta check it out. I might have to toss it. I threw my beer fridge away. It was a small one, and I got it. It was like a hand-me-down. My neighbors gave it to me when I when I was married. And what I miss most about the beer fridge is the stickers on it. But I tossed it out. I've got an amazing bottle of whiskey that I got from my buddy David that we do this dude and that dude. We got to do another one of those. It has been too long. But he got married and moved, and then I moved, and, you know, whatever. I haven't seen him since May. I'm just a boring guy now, man. I just don't do this stuff. So the idea of going to a music festival just, just sounds miserable to me. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it's unlikely. But I was thinking about some of these concerts, and I did a whole series earlier on in, when I started this podcast, a three-part series, if you haven't listened to it, and it's about it's about concerts. It's about buying the tickets, how I got the tickets. There's a some of the bands, my favorite moments, my favorite concerts I've seen, people I've met. It's a really fun series, actually. And I don't often, like, toot my own horn. Ooh, that's an old saying. Um, but it's a good series. But I didn't talk about this one. And I don't really focus much on the festivals. And I want to talk about Edge Fest. Now, Edge Radio Station in Dallas is no longer. Matter of fact, I think they had a 27-year run. And they finally went to, you know, you know, radio stations just, you know, they change their format all the time. And now most radio stations are just garbage and dead. And who even listens to terrestrial radio anymore? I don't. In my car, sometimes I put it on because I just don't feel like listening to a playlist or listening to a podcast or whatever. So I'll put it on sometimes. I don't even know why. Like every now and then it's like, okay, I'm just in the mood to hear the same 10 songs 50 times. So I'll put it on. But Edge Radio Station was Edge Alternative. It was awesome. It was amazing. It reminded me of 89X back in Michigan. And I'm pretty sure 89X now is country. Ugh. 
But 89X was like the premier rock. It wasn't 101 Riff, which was more of that quote-unquote classic rock. The Zeppelins, the ACDCs, Queen, stuff like that. 89X was your alternative at the time. Edge was very similar. Now, they did kind of lean more into some rock stuff as time went on, but they shut down. 27 years they shut down. They went into adult contemporary, which whenever I hear that, I think of like... I think of Whitney Houston, which amazing singer, and I have her on several of my playlists. But I think of that type of stuff. Or PBO, PBO Bryson. PBO? PBO? I don't know. Luther Vandross. Again, amazing singer. Fat Luther. I don't like skinny Luther. Well, he's dead now, but... Um, you know, I keep killing people off that aren't dead. The other, the other day, I forgot who I talked about. I don't know who it was. Oh, no, I said he was live. I, no, I'm sorry. My bad. I keep getting people that are alive confused with people that are dead. And um, I don't know what it is. I think when I'm tired, my mind just goes. And we were talking about... I was an actor. Crap. The guy from um, Fast and the Furious. What's his name? I don't know. But... I, oh, Paul Walker. I was like, yeah, you know, Paul Walker really hasn't done much. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, he's dead. But anyway, um, but that's what I think when I hear adult contemporary. And that's a huge change from alternative music. And I was a fan of The Edge. You know, when I moved to Texas, that's what I listened to. And I ended up meeting somebody that worked with The Edge Radio. They were in their marketing. They were in their promotions department. And those guys are relentless. Let me tell you, you think that used car salesmen are bad? People that are in marketing for radio are relentless. They have to be because there's so much competition out there and they have to be in the, in the, in the now. And this, this girl I met, um, I met her at a bar I was working at. It was an English pub. We'll just say that. And I was general manager. So I was doing a lot of different things for this bar to take it to the next level. And I was in the good graces of the owner. Obviously, that didn't last. But I was in the good graces of the owner, and he was like, car blanche, do it, do it, do it. I said, okay. So I met her. She approached me. She was literally just there for an event that I was doing with a local brewery. I think the brewery was Lakewood. Lakewood had just came on the scene. They had an amazing milk stout that you could get on Nitro called Temptress. Now, I'm not going to go off on it, but this was an amazing beer. Temptress was ahead of the game. The fact that it was on Nitro, um, when I say that it competed with Guinness, I mean that as far, even though you've got Guinness as an Irish dry stout and Temptress was a milk stout, they were both on Nitro and it, and it poured beautifully. And that's what I mean when I say it competed with Guinness. Um, your Guinness drinkers are going to love the Guinness. They might like the Temptress, but they're going to stick with their Guinness. But we were doing a big event with Lakewood and she came for it and we started talking about doing some promotions together. You know, she had talked to one of the other locations about advertising, but she, she really wanted to do an event for edge fest, which was coming to, at the time it was called FC Dallas stadium. Now it's Toyota stadium. I, I hate sponsor names by the way. Um, I mean, but if anybody wants to go ahead and sponsor this show big enough for me to put it in my name, I will sell out. I, I will absolutely do that. Um, and she was talking about Edge Fest, and I said, well, I'd love to do something. Maybe we can do some specials. But she had a bigger picture. 
So her and I were kicking emails back and forth, calling each other, texting, meeting for lunch. Uh, she lived in down, down in Dallas, so I'd meet her in Uptown, uh, meet her in Deep Ellum. Sometimes she'd come up this way. And we just formed a good friendship outside of the business relationship. We're still friends. We still talk. I mean, not as, not as much. She's married now, but not as much. Uh, I probably haven't seen her in about three, four years, but maybe five but still through social media outlets. And I'm pretty sure she listens to the show because I know she comments on it. But we remained really good, you know, buddies. She was a good contact and she did a lot for me. I, I, I have to really tell you, she was, a, she was one of those people that even though I left that bar, she always did stuff with me until she left the radio station. And she worked there for a long time. She worked for Clear Channel for quite some time. So anywho, Edgefest was coming. Now, Edgefest was huge. It was one of the biggest concerts. And Frisco, Texas, where Toyota Stadium is, where FC Dallas Stadium is, where the bar is, was one of the fastest, I don't know if it still is listed this way, but one of the fastest growing cities in the country. And I can tell you in the 12 years that I've been here, I've been connected to Frisco. I haven't always listened to Frisco, or listened. I haven't always worked or lived in Frisco, but I can tell you that I've always been connected to Frisco. I mean, when I first moved in and I was living with my buddy Ken, it was in this little place right off of one of the busiest roads ever, 380, a road that I just moved away from, thank God. And it was Savannah. And it was a subdivision, but it was actually a town. It had its own zip code and everything. So weird. Savannah, Texas. And it reminded me of Savannah, Georgia. Very beautiful spot. But that was not too far from Little Elm and not too far from Frisco. When I first started looking for a job, I went to use, there was an Irish pub here, uh, right downtown Frisco. I went to use their Wi-Fi um, to find a job. And that's when I discovered FC Dallas Stadium and downtown Frisco Square and everything. So I've always been connected. I worked for a local media outlet here in Frisco for years I've opened up probably more bars in Frisco without owning them and and have run them than than probably there are bars now. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not true, but I have. And so I've always been involved. I was involved with FC Dallas. I've done numerous charity events in Frisco. I've been part of Frisco for a long time, and now I'm back in Frisco and still part of Frisco with trash talk and everything that I do. Um so it's been really cool to see the city grow and all that. But my whole purpose, let's circle back around. Edgefest was going to be at FC Dallas Stadium. This was one of the biggest concerts that they had ever had. They had not had the Off the Rails Tour yet, which was the two-day country fest. They had not had Ed Sheeran or Imagine Dragons or Willie Nelson. They were playing FC Dallas games and some other, you know, big stage name games when they would get some overseas teams or World Cup qualifiers or national games. They were playing those there, but not as many as they do now. They didn't have the Soccer Hall of Fame there. Edgefest was a big deal. Now, they would do graduations there and high school football at FC Dallas Stadium and stuff, but Edgefest was a big deal because this was a huge People were coming from across the country. Big name deal. Now, they had done Edgefest... I'm stuttering over here. They had done Edgefest down in Dallas at Dos Equis, 
Pavilion, which was an outdoor arena. Um, I hate it, actually. I think it's garbage. I think it is a cesspool of stinky pee. Like, seriously, it's, I hate that place. And it's called Jexa now or Laffy Taffy Stadium. I don't know. It's a garbage dump, though. Because um, who wants to go to an outdoor concert in Texas unless it's the end of November, you know, or middle of November or October? And they're always, everybody's like, well, guess what? We're coming in June in Texas to this outdoor dump of a stadium, but tickets are only 20 bucks. Yeah, because you got to pay people to go sit in their sweat for three hours. I, forget it. No, it's garbage. Um, and then they decided to move it up to Frisco because, again, Frisco was growing massively and everything was happening in Frisco. Well, obviously, with us being this bar, this one of the hottest bars in Frisco at the time, and one of the biggest bars as far as holding people and our relation to the stadium. I mean, you looked outside the window, you walked outside our doors, the stadium was right there. We were essentially in the parking lot of FC Dallas Stadium, which is why we were such a soccer pub. This was going to be something a little bit different that we got involved in because we had never really done this sort of thing. This was definitely out of the scope of the element, but we normally before I would have, you know, before I took over, they would have just said, well, we're going to be busy anyway. We don't need to do anything. That was their mantra. You know, if you build it, they will come. That only works for so long. That's definitely not my mantra. So I was very much adamant on, we need to take advantage of this. I don't know how, but we need to do. Well, then she was kicking some ideas. Well, the opportunity came up. Huge opportunity for us to be the host bar, the official pre-party and post-party of Edgefest. Now, at the time, we couldn't stay open till 2 a.m. That's a whole other story coming up. We've got a podcast about that coming up, how, we, how I was involved with changing those laws. Um, but yeah, we couldn't. We had to close at midnight during the week and 1 a.m. on Saturdays. But the concert had to be done by 11. That still gave us two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. You call last call at 1.30. You start picking up drinks at 1.45. You get everybody out there. Or I'm sorry, you do, you do last call at 12.30. You pick up drinks at 12.45. You get everybody out the door by 1. No drinks on the table past 1. You totally get busted. But in those couple hours you got people waiting on their rides you got people that are might maybe leaving early they don't want to see the final band you got people stuck in traffic so they're like hey let's go grab some chips and salsa and a beer you can make some serious bank but the pre-party because we opened so early for soccer and the doors didn't open over there till 11 and it's an all-day concert with multiple stages and we got people again you know when you go to those festivals you got some people that are there from the from the minute the door opens till the end. And then you got those people that are just there to see specifics, whether they're there to see specific bands, singers, or just they're going with a group of friends. So you got a lot of fluctuation. That area was going to be busy, and this was going to be a huge edge fest. This was 2012, okay? So I kicked over the idea, well, how much money do I got to put out for this? And I'm going to tell you right now, the amount of money that I put out for advertising 
was minimal because they were looking for a spot. They needed a spot to do the radio stuff from. They needed a bar that could hold the amount of people they were going to bring. They needed a bar for the two bands they were going to have come perform for a pre-Edge Fest show. They needed a bar that had what we had. And there was none in the area. The, the couple little restaurants at the time and the, the one bar that was just a garbage dump couldn't handle it, the capacity that we could. And they weren't open that early. We were. Did you hear my cat? He's even excited about this. So he's my, he's my recording partner. I'm working in this new studio, guys. By the new studio, I mean my house. But I've started the process of transitioning this, this room into a studio, this part of the room. And it's, it's so far so good, but it's got its issues. So anyway, um, so the amount of money that I paid and really what I had to offer, I offered more in, what do you want to say? I don't want to say services, but perks and services and contests than I did in money, period. Not to mention, I got VIP passes to the concert, lanyards to go to all the backstage stuff and the Clear Channel radio party, which consisted of free food and booze. And I could bring somebody. And... I was doing all the radio interviews. We'll get to that. So I was talking to her about this. I was going to feed the crew, feed the bands, give them bar tabs. They were doing a radio spot. I still have the radio spot. Maybe I can, maybe I can play that radio spot. Let's see if I can play that radio spot. And then I, I think I have the radio spot still that I was on. So if I have that, I will play that on one of the social media outlets or, or put it right here if I can. I got to look for it, though. But we're going to get radio spots for a week. Do you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? Some of you might know what a week of radio spots would be during prime time. I didn't pay for any of that. Now, they offered me extra, but I... They they wanted to promote this because they wanted it to be huge. This was a big deal for her. She was getting some serious money for this. Now, I did pay for some flyers. Uh, I went through them to, it was like they would, you know, produce these professional flyers and professional posters and all that. And obviously, I could have done it because we always did. I had a local person that did it for me and I had ideas of what I wanted. Um, but I wanted her to get the commission off it. And they were nice. I don't have any now, but they were awesome. And so we started hyping this up. Now, this is something that this bar had never seen before. Because of the amount of people that were coming, it was very much a different demographic than the soccer crowd, than the regular Frisco bar crowd. It it was. These are people from all across the country and the globe. I had people from Germany. I had people from Canada. I, I mean, I had people everywhere. I had a couple of people from Australia, and I had a, I met some people from Mexico. I don't know any, anybody else, but then, of course, everybody that lived across Dallas and Texas and everybody that was coming with the bands. I mean, we had roadies. We had camera crews. We had so many different people that were connected to Edgefest that were coming to our 
bar super early. This place was packed. I'm telling you. Then we got it sponsored because I, you know, this is Brandon. I'm like, okay, let's get this party sponsored by a local brewery. Well, at the time, there was a brewery, and I'll say their name, was Deep Ellum Brewing Company in Deep Ellum, Texas. Now, I knew a guy there that had worked for there that I became pretty good friends with. Um, I don't know where he works now. We kind of lost track of each other. But, um, And this was Deep Ellum was just starting. Now, Deep Ellum, if you're not familiar with anything with Deep Ellum, Dallas, I'm going to tell you right now. If it wasn't so crime-ridden, Deep Ellum would be a very cool place. It still is a cool place, but you're talking about, like, people get mugged and shot, like, during the day. Like, just, like, every time I turn around, there's there's just a shooting at a club or a bar. And it's really, it's because the owners don't care. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, there's a huge drug problem, homeless problem, and the owners of these bars do not protect the staff the way that they should. And that's, or staff and um, guests, but that's a whole different story. But it is a very cool place, and there was a huge revitalization of it during this time. And it worked for a while. Uh, but man, I got to be honest with you. I, as much as I'd love to go, and unfortunately, that's where Cody Jinx's band's playing. Um, I just don't, I don't know, man. You know, you just, I'm not these, this guy that's like scared of going to places that might be quote unquote bad or dangerous. I just feel like when you, when you know there's issues, do you really want to take that, you know, gamble? And I just think about those things. I mean, you take a gamble every time you get in the car, you take a gamble every time you go to a mall or school these days, but if you know that the crime statistics are very high and people know that it's a quote-unquote hot spot for people in the burbs and other parts of Dallas, so the criminals are out there watching, realizing that, do you really want to put yourself in that atmosphere? I mean, is it worth it seeing the music? Is it worth it going to the art gallery? Yeah, I don't know. But Deep Ellum Brewery was the first brewery in Deep Ellum, and they kind of like embodied the flow and the feel of Deep Ellum from their... Oh my God, their marketing was amazing. Their name of their beers, their signs, everything about them. And at the time, their beer was great. Now, there's a lot of people in the craft beer world around here now that'll criticize them. I'm one of them. I don't like them. I, I'm not a fan. But they did what they did. You know, whether you say they sold out or not, they, they're, they're still everywhere, okay? Um, I still think their artwork's great and their like t-shirts and merch. I just don't like their beer. I just don't think their beer is good. It's they definitely lost it. I have zero desire to drink their beer or see that brewery ever again. Um, but at the time it was phenomenal and they did these little throwbacks. They did the tall boys. They did these tall boy cans, okay? If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's those cans you would see like Colt 45 and these tall boys, PBR tall boys. But these were craft beer tall boys and they were the only ones doing it at the time. This is before the big giant craft beer, local beer, better beer explosion. Deep Ellum, at the time, I think there was only six or seven breweries in the DFW. Like 10 years later, there was like 82. Now, I don't even know. I lost track. Um, and they had tall boys of some really good beer. They had a farmhouse wit. Uh, it was just a wheat beer. They had a, a, a rye um, a rye beer, which a lot of people weren't doing rye. A lot of people don't do rice, uh, and I loved it, but they had all these really cool 
tall boys and they were pushing those. So we were doing like $3 tall boys during the morning and Deep Ellum was sponsoring. They were giving away swag, t-shirts, and we were just giving away all kinds of merch. And then of course, The Edge, Clear Channel's giving away merch. We were giving, we gave away four sets of tickets to Edge Fest and I got to like meet the people that want them and talk to them and like I bought them breakfast or the the bar brought them breakfast like this the hype to it it literally was the calm before the storm and I had a lot of doubters I had a ton of doubters when I was putting this together most of my staff doubted me are you sure even the owner was like Brandon they're you know they're starting to fill up over there. Nobody's coming. I'm like, give it a second. It went from zero to 150 in like 35 minutes. Place was packed. We are on a wait list. Everybody was coming. And it was like that all day long. We had two bands that came to perform, which I thought was cool. They were going to perform over at Edge Fest. Now, this was not some of the big names there, but they were on the small stages. But the fact that these guys were touring... With the big boys, they were going to Edge Fest, and now they were performing for free. They did uh, one of them did two songs or three songs acoustic set. It was phenomenal, and I got a story about them after this. And the other one did like a full blown three sets, hard rock, blasted. I mean, it was crazy. Our parking lot was nuts, and I was just slamming tall boys, getting ready to go to Edge Fest with my buddy who was coming with me. Um, he was one of my regulars who became a really good friend. And we were going to go to the Edge Fest, the Clear Channel VIP section with our lanyards with my new partner in crime who set this whole thing up. Guys, I'm going to take a commercial break. I'll be right back and finish up this story. Okay, if you're just coming back, make sure you hear the first part. Don't start on the second. That's just weird. Talking about Edge Fest 2012. We've got, we're here at one of my one of my favorite bars to work at up until the end, you know, the end got really nasty, but a lot of good memories there. A lot of life changes and things started there. Edge Fest is popping off. We got a packed bar. We've got two bands here that are about to perform. One of them is Overdrive. Overdrive is a heavy rock band. They started in Texas and they were touring. They were touring with some of the big boys on Edge Fest and they performed a full-blown rock set. But one of my favorites really that I just got introduced it to they're from Keller Texas it's called the unlikely candidates and one of the songs I really like a lot and maybe I'll play a clip of this later it's called follow my feet um I just really liked them they had this like rock alternative vibe like just they could get really rocky but they could also get very chill um but they did acoustic songs and they were fun and they were young at the time and Keller's a pretty small town. I mean, it's grown since then, but they were touring with the Ting Tings, who were going to be, and they're a British band, who were going to be at Edge Fest. And they were touring with the Ting Tings. I mean, these guys from Keller are now hanging out with the Ting Tings crossing the country and the globe. It was great. And they were awesome. Uh, they crushed it. And I remember watching them and taking pictures with them and my rep at the time, my friend, my, you know, who worked for 89X was like 89X for Edge Fest and Clear Channel was like, Hey, we got to go. So we walked over there and this is how close we are. We just walked over there, went in the VIP line, got right in. They didn't, you know, here's the thing. 
I know they wouldn't do this today. They didn't even check me. They didn't pat me down enough. I wasn't carrying anything. I don't even think I had my ID with me. I was a VIP. What do I need my ID for? I'm drinking for free. And we went up to the VIP lounge. Now, this was very cool, but not my favorite part. We get up there, and it's everybody. It's all the big wigs, the corporate sponsorships, every sales rep, every, I mean, you know, ambassadors, liquor reps, and like all I do when I work at the bar, anybody who's ever worked with me knows how I am. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like if I come into, like I used to come into the bar on Mondays and sneak in so I could do my inventory, my scheduling, you know, talk to the kitchen manager, do my promotion stuff, and dip out. I don't want to talk to customers. I don't want to talk to regulars. I don't want to talk to beer reps. If you don't have an appointment, don't come see me. I don't want to talk to liquor reps. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm doing my business and get out. I will talk to people and give them the time of day when I'm in that mode. I knew I had to schmooze a little at this thing. That was part of the deal. I already know it. But I had been doing it a lot even when I was enjoying those beers. I was schmoozing. I was talking. I mean, I'd been schmoozing for the last month promoting this thing. Like, I want to get out of this VIP snake pit. My buddies are loving it. Dude, everything's free. Look at this food. We got a, I just got five free t-shirts. And I'm like, bro, whatever. It is cool. I don't want to say I'm used to it, but I was used to it. I, you, know how many, you know how many t-shirts I had? Like my wardrobe was t-shirts uh, from liquor reps and beer reps and bands and God knows what. But it is cool. And I guess if you don't experience that stuff, you got to appreciate it. But I, this was a different level. This is why I've always struggled working in corporate America because I can't do it, man. I can schmooze and play the game for a, for a minute. Like, trust me. I've gone to some big-time charity events, like major. I mean, I've been hanging out with some pretty high rollers in my life, and I'm a baller on a budget. You wouldn't have known that from me being there because I talk to anybody. I don't care if you got a million dollars in your pocket, in your bank account, or you got three cents. doesn't matter to me. I'm going to treat you the same way as long as you're cool. But here... We, it's it's oh, it reminded me of what Hollywood feels like, where you, it's a different level of fakeness. Oh, bro, hey man, Brandon, so good to meet you. I've heard nothing but good things about you, man. We got to do something soon. Here's my card. Who are you? Oh man, I work with. I don't want to drop her name. I work with so and so over at Clear Channel. I handle this aspect. So if you ever need anybody to do this, that I'm your guy. We're gonna do something, man. I got you here. Come on, let's get a pick together. Great. Some random Instagram pic with some dude who, who's, whatever. I don't even know. Oh, hi, Brandon. I guess what? I'm a, I'm the ambassador from um, Shakira's Tequila. Uh, there is no Shakira. Maybe there is Shakira's Tequila. I don't know. And uh, you know what? Would you come here? Let's get a pic together. I want to put it on my Insta. I don't even have you. Oh, take a shot with me. Take a shot with me. Let's take picture. Like I did that for like thirty minutes, and I was like, I gotta go. I, I looked at my rep and my friend. At the well, she was, I guess, my rep, but we became friends. And I was like, Look, I'm out, I'm gonna go check out down there. Uh, I'll be back up here. And she's like, Okay, come out back because you know, the, the, the president of this 
distribution for Clear Channel wants to meet you. Why? I literally said that to her. I go, why? Well, because you, you know, you put this, you put on this thing together and, and, uh, he, you know, he just wants to think, great. Okay. Oh, he's coming up now. Maybe we can meet him. So I had to stick around. And my buddy's like, bro, isn't this great? I'm like, no, this sucks. They're all leeches. They're all piranhas. All they care about is the pick. I don't want to be part of it. Like, I got to go. I'm out. So I met this dude and he was a president or whatever. Gave me his card. Always. Here's my card. Here's my card. Talked to him. We drank together. We talked business. I mean, he talked to me way longer than I ever wanted anybody to talk to me. Let me tell you. Especially somebody like that who, I'm, who by the way, when I leave, he's not going to remember me. And I'm never going to do business with him again. And I didn't. Not, not on this level. I did other stuff with Edgefest and Clear Channel, but not on this level. So finally I left. And I started to go explore and listen to music. And I got to see the Ting Tings, who are just awesome. I mean, the, the lineup. You had the Black Keys being the, the premier lineup. And I love the Black Keys. By the way, I did not know that one of them was married to Michelle Branch at all up until recently because she just got file, uh, charges filed against her because I guess she, she hit him or smacked him or beat him up. I was just like, what? But anyway, the Black Keys, Garbage, the Ting Tings. Um, who else do we have here? Foxy Shazam. Oh, Foxy Shazam is so much fun. So much fun. Civil Twilight. Uh, the Offspring. I mean, this was a... And, and that's just some of them. Not to mention... Oh, Arctic Monkeys. Like, just killer bands at their prime. Maybe not The Offspring at their prime. But I tell you what, I watched their set and they put on a rock show. I saw the Ting Tings, which I, I love. I, I just love their music. They don't do much anymore, or at least that I'm aware of, or I don't listen to them anymore. But at the time, their energy, because it was Foxy Shazam and then the Ting Tings, and I was like, get out. But because I had that VIP lanyard, I just got to go everywhere. I, there was some backstage, backstage stuff that I couldn't go to. There was like a backstage and then a back backstage. It was like two back doors, which that's a whole different conversation. But um, the Ting Tings, I just walked right up, man. I, I got pictures. I'm right on. I mean, I'm literally standing there and like, this is going to sound awful. Her legs are right in my face. It wasn't that type of party. But I'm watching them. And then I went to go check out Civil Twilight and I just really wanted to, to see, see them live because I liked several of their songs. And they were good. They just didn't. That's not that energetic band. But The Offspring, Arctic Monkeys, Garbage. Shirley Manson sounded phenomenal. Got to go backstage. Just hang out in their VIP area and watch the show. Finally met up with my buddy again. I did make a little trip back to the Annoying Snake Pit Lounge. And grabbed him because we wanted to see the Black Keys. I'm getting texts from work and how busy they are, then how dead they are, then how busy they are. But I got a full-blown staff. I don't need to be there. This is the perk of being the boss. And uh, the Black Keys came on. And they crushed it. And if you guys have not seen the Black Keys live, it's two dudes. It's two dudes. That's it. And they put on, it reminds me of seeing the White Stripes live, but they are that blues, rock, funk, just so good. And I don't like a lot, like some of their newer stuff is not my favorite, but I 
love the Black Keys still. Like they, this was them in their prime. I think El Camino just came out. Unbelievable album. I mean, or maybe it was just about to drop. They, it was one of the best. And we were right there on the other side of the barrier looking up at the Black Keys. I could have reached out and grabbed one. I didn't. Um, Sounded great. Fireworks are going off. The temperature dropped. Unbelievable. So we go backstage after. I'm tr- I'm trying to. He's getting. He's drunk. He's like, I gotta call a ride home. This is before Uber, mind you. So we had to use cabs. I literally lived across the street. So I was gonna walk back to the bar, make sure they were good, and then just walk home because I lived across the street. Ironically, I still kind of live across the street, but just down the street. We go backstage. And we get to meet the Black Keys. Totally normal. Might as well have been my neighbor, honestly. Because they they took a couple minutes to like kind of change and freshen up. And they just came out and started hanging out. One of them grabbed a beer. One of them had a fancy water. They were eating like grapes and melon and fruit. And I'm just hanging out. He left shortly after. He's like, dude, I got to go, man. He was married at the time or whatever and whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm drinking. I'm having some whiskey back there because they had a whole setup. And I talked to them for probably 10, 15 minutes, and they left. And then I just started talking to random people. My rep, a.k.a. friend, met me backstage. We went back to my pub. We did a couple shots. Uh, Our sales that day were through the roof. We made that day what we would make in an entire weekend. Now, I will say this. The Sunday after, minus the soccer, was dead, and I anticipated it. But that was fine because my staff was wiped out. But it was one of the coolest concerts. And I got, you know, the poster. Because that was what was cool about Edgefest. Every year they came out with a poster. Specific for the concert. And I bought it. And then I bought the one in 2013. I went to 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. I might have hit 2016 Edgefest. And shortly after that. I think they, they they just stopped. I have the 2012 and the 2015 poster still. The other posters I didn't I didn't really like or I was baller on a budget and I just didn't feel like it. But from that point on, we were always involved with Edgefest. I really never had to pay for tickets. Ever. Even when I left the bar. Like, oh, I got fired from that bar, and I went to another bar, and we did Edgefest. She would always hook me up with, with tickets. They weren't always VIP tickets, and that's fine, uh, or seats. Some of them were a lot of general admission tickets, but I would always get them. She'd always be like, how many tickets do you need? Oh, I need four. Boom. She'd, she'd email them to me or have, me, or have them waiting at the, the ticket counter. And we saw some great bands. Garbage came back again. Uh, we saw Hoser. He was great. Uh, Sum 41 was there. Um, God, who else was there? Not Blink. Uh, There's another band that was really good. Crystal Method was there. Not Crystal Meth. The Crystal Method. They were there. Um, Daft Punk came. Man, just so many different bands. And I'm trying to think of I'm I know I'm going to forget some of them. Oh, uh, Micah. Have you ever listened to Micah? I don't know if, if he says Micah or Mika. I think it's M-I-K-A awesome just great bands um there's another one i really like too and i can't think of it it's another british band 
that just unbelievable music. Uh, they sing uh, Sometime After Midnight. Airborne Toxic Event. The Airborne Toxic Event. If you guys aren't familiar with the Airborne Toxic Event, Google, check them out. Great, great band. But when I got back that night, going to the bar and having drinks, the unlikely candidates show up. They're starving. Our kitchen's closing. We make them something. They're hammered. So drunk that when the guy walked out to get in his ride, I'm not going to say which one, tripped over nothing, fell in the grass, and continued to lay there and eat his nachos. I actually picked him up, and my friend, who, you know, the Edgefest girl, helped me pick him up, get him into the cab. He tried to give us money, which ended up being just bubblegum or candy wrappers, and then said, please don't put this on Facebook or Instagram. I think Instagram was out. Yeah, it was. Don't put this on social media. And I was like, bro, I'm not. And he's like, you guys are the best. I'll see you tomorrow. And he left. I didn't see him tomorrow. But I did end up going to see them probably about a week or two after they got that back from with the, the Ting Tings, because they were hanging out with the Ting Tings. After they came back and they were in Dallas, we met up and we got to see them. And uh, the guy totally I, he remembered me, remembered that moment and everything. It was really cool. But that was one of those moments that I don't think will, I, I will never be able to do that again. Obviously, I'm not in that business. But it was a magical moment. And being able to meet somebody who was in that industry and connect the way we connected and remain friends, like you don't get that a lot in business. You get those people, you always hear, hey, I did business with these people for years. But you don't hear like, hey, we went to a bar together. Hey, we went to concerts together. When she was dating one of the guys who used to work for D. Bellum, um, and then he went to Rabbit Hole, the brewery I worked for, uh, we would go do events together and meet up at bars and meet out for lunch. And it was great. And she continued all the way up until Edge Fest, or not Edge Fest, until the Edge disappeared. And then I guess Edge Fest disappeared. And she got a different... I think she works for TV now, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be dead wrong. Um, We were always doing something together. It was not on that scale, but I always tried to give her business because of how well she took care of me and how well she continued to support me in all my other projects over the years. Even to this day, she still supports, and that's uh, you just don't find that. So That's my EdgeFest story and my Black Keys story. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find those radio spots and see if I can play them. I'm also gonna take some pictures or post some pictures up of uh, of the night or the event, and uh, post a picture of the poster. One of my favorite posters. It's actually framed, and uh, you know when I do my live, you'll be able to see it because it's in the studio. So, what about you guys? You guys still going? Any of you going to concerts? Are any of you going to the big festivals? I mean, I know we took a hit with COVID. And they changed everything. But they're still doing the festivals. I just think the price of festivals has gotten out of hand. I just, I don't know. If you got those stories, you can go ahead and email me at the life of an average Joe podcast at gmail.com or go to the life of an average Joe podcast.com and go ahead and sign up for the email list or email me there. Check me out. All the links, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Wisdom. We were just on Wisdom the other night. Was it the other night? I don't know what we are talking. I think we are talking about Thor. God, I can't remember. Maybe we weren't. I haven't been on Wisdom in a while. We usually do Wisdom once a week, myself and uh, Nick Luck. And we'll do it on a Friday night around 9 p.m. Texas time. 
And it's cool because it's a live show. You guys can call in, so to speak, leave messages, whatever. Very cool. And we usually talk about everything. I thought we just did one a couple days ago, but I got to be honest with you, it's a big blur. So episode 102 in the banks. It's in the banks. Not the books, the banks. Because it's money. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for the support. We'll see you next week.